Happy Monday, listeners. This is Matthew Ramirez, and I'm here with my co-host, Justin Devlin. And today, this is the first episode, well, this is the first sesh that we're going to have together. And, you know, just like any sesh goes, when you're having a sesh, you're having, you know, cool conversation, you're having having mind-blowing thoughts with friends, it's a trip for everybody. But I think it's time that we started the episode now. So, Justin, would you like to introduce what our topic is for today? Yeah, so um, I found recently that NASA has released uh, most, if not all, of their photos and videos that they have taken over the years. Uh, So I went ahead and I was looking through a couple of them, and I wanted to talk about a few of them today. I love space, and I'd like to share that with some people, so... Very good, very good, Justin. And space, you know, space has always interested me as well. Um, Could you tell me a little bit more about... Well, we're looking at pictures on a a desktop right now, so he's going to describe it to you in vivid detail. All right. So the first picture we have uh, is a picture of Jupiter. Uh, You can see the nice uh, red spot of Jupiter in the lower right-hand corner of the planet. Um, and just on the north tip of the planet, you see this, what looks like blue lights, swirly lights around the top of it. Um, those lights are actually the Aurora Borealis of Jupiter. Um, astronomers have finally been able to catch it, uh, and they, they've shared this picture. It's, it's something to look at. And that Aurora Borealis has got to be larger than Earth. Uh, I mean, the red spot's larger than Earth, and the Aurora Borealis is about in the picture twice the size of the red spot um but it's swirling around the north of the planet so we're not even able to see the whole aurora borealis all right justin uh, I'm, I'm actually curious about the red spot you know kind of sidetracking right now but wasn't it said that the red spot was about three times larger than the earth um i don't know but we can do a quick search to find that out it sounds about right um i know because like if you know, just imagining the scale of it, like if, if we're the size that we are and we come across something that's the size of the red spot and then something the size of this of this Aurora Borealis on the north tip of Jupiter, like that, just imagine how sane that would be if things could be that scale. I mean, cool thing is, Matt, things are that scale, aren't they, though? Like this is, they, they are that scale. If, if If we could see it with our eyes, that would be something different for sure i i can't imagine seeing something this big up close and actually being able to visualize the scale if you put if you put the earth next to jupiter and you stood on the closest spot to jupiter ignoring the gravity that would kill us and pull earth into jupiter obviously uh, and you put the planets as close as you could and you looked at jupiter it would just be a wall it would cover the whole planet and you would not be able to see anything but jupiter in front of you most probably to the right to the left and up i mean i'm, I'm just lost right now uh well you wanted to talk about the red spot um i don't know if it's three earths but i believe i believe you can fit you know i'm gonna look this up real quick so i don't give misinformation mm-hmm. uh here's matt yep matt on the mic <laughs> oh man i am i got a lot more practice to do but anyways side note you know just imagining just space as it is you know as a topic you know just observing it seeing seeing all the things outside of our planet that's honestly one of the most 
Ah, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's one of the most it's one of the most halting things because you just get caught. Yeah, okay. You get caught in the scale and then you just get lost in how much bigger everything else is. But Justin, you wanted to say something? So, I f- you're right. No, you do get lost in how big things are. When you think about the distances, you you can't measure the distance in what we call distance, miles, kilometers. You can't. You just can't measure space in that distance. The sun is 98 million miles away. Can you imagine how can you picture how far 98 million miles is? I mean, I've ran I've ran a mile before, don't get me wrong. You want to run 98 million more? I get tired after just one mile, man. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we, we measure things in light years for a reason. Because light travels so fast, uh, we, it's just an easier depiction. That's why we say uh, things are X light years away from the planet. It's how long the light takes to travel from there to us. Or vice versa. Wait a minute, but but I mean, like this kind of brings up a question right now because if you know if you have something that's a ninety-eight million light years away, like how are you able to correctly measure just one light year? That's where I'm curious. Well, I don't know how they did it before, but we actually have a camera now that can visualize the speed of light, so we can actually watch light travel from point A to point B even though point A to point B is the size of a quarter. We can watch light travel that far. We can, we can measure the speed of light now. So we know how fast it travels. Oh wait, but the, cam- the, the camera that they used to measure the speed of light, uh, wasn't, was this not, a, was this not a, a satellite that they sent out? Uh, the camera that can measure, that can see the speed of light now is, is a camera inside of a school. It's a university. Yeah, a uni- I don't remember... Oh, frick, I'll have to look it up. There's a Slow-Mo Guys video. If you look up Slow-Mo Guys, Speed of Light, uh, they'll talk to you all about it. It's about 20 minutes long. They show you two different experiments with the camera itself, but you can actually visualize light moving. And I gotta say, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around, honestly. It looks so fake. It looks like it's just a computer simulation, but it's really a visual image or recording of light moving it's just hard to to imagine it because that the time scale they're picoseconds uh picoseconds yeah so so you have a second and then you have a nanosecond uh you have a second and then you have a nanosecond uh and then you have i believe it goes to a femtosecond and then a picosecond (coughs) and light travels in Light travels across a quarter in picoseconds. Whoa. Like, it's it's really fast, and I'm not sure. Quick, quick. Now that I think quick. about it, I'm yeah. Quicker than quick. Yeah, yeah. Quickity quick for sure. Now that I think about it, though, I'm I'm not sure how they how they uh, measure a how far away something is. No, well, I, we can use computers to measure time that is uh, imperceptible to humans, um, but. I'm not sure how they know. How do you know? Maybe it's radio signal. No, because you can't. I guess if it's four light years away and you shoot a beam of light at an object that you see in the sky, mm-hmm. uh, you wait for that beam to bounce back at you. It's going to be super weak. You'll have to have no, a camera to pick it up. But. I mean, isn't that where infrared cameras come in? Probably. I don't. Yeah, I would assume so. Think about it. Because if, you if you're bouncing, if you're shooting light in one way, 
and you wanted to come yes. back at you another way, like you would use the next, you would use the next thing that could, you know, that could detect light. I don't know how we measure distance in space. I don't know how they know something is four light years away or, um, or ten light years away. I'm not. I mean, now that I think about it, uh, maybe they just figure out the distance by looking at uh, using reference points. Um, oh, there's all yeah. sorts of different math you can do. You can look at a picture. Um, by knowing how far away Jupiter is from Earth, you can use that distance to measure, or even yeah. we'll do Pluto to Earth or Pluto to the Sun. That's the furthest distance you know we can measure. Yeah. And you can use that to then be like, okay, this, this, this. Okay, it's this far away from us. Um, light travels like at this. Up. Light travels at this speed. Uh, so I'm not actually sure how they know for a fact. I mean, exactly yeah. how fast light travels. Well, or exactly how far things are away from us mm-hmm. using light. It might it might still be you know to be discovered TBD, because, you know like think about it, how long how long have we been you know looking into space? Uh, I mean pretty much like, since we were created. No, but since like we on, were on this we, on this level. Oh, uh, since telescopes were invented in. Uh, the 1700s? Wasn't it 14? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's 1700s. Nah, this is a question that I need answered. Let's look it up. Alright. Yep. You know, like, just sidetracking right now. Like, what's... You know, what are a few... What are a few questions that are just bothering you, Justin? 1600s. 1608. Alright, alright. Let's meet in the middle, then. Yeah, yeah shake on it but like i'm on the topic of on the topic of questions that you just really 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 want answered what are what are some of yours where is the intelligent life out there or even even less to that extent how about i want to see an ob i want to see some of these objects from the other side like like imagine think think about it right so we're we're on earth we have one reference point we can only look out from our reference point so if you put an object out here and you look at it this way you can't see it from the opposite direction Mm -hmm. you look at an object dead on you can't see behind you can't see it from the opposite direction you i want to look at it as if we were looking past it to earth oh yeah I'd like to see images like that. I'd like to get some 3D modeling of some of these systems and be able to uh, just look at them. I'm so curious as to how a lot of them work. We see these planets. We can see these other star systems and uh, galaxies, but we can't visit them. We can't look at them in any detailed manner. We can just see that, oh, this planet's uh, green and bluish. It probably has oxygen and plants. Uh, This planet is brown or reddish. It probably is dying kind of like Mars. Oh, this planet is a jovial planet. It's like Jupiter or Saturn. We can see those things. But we can't see details. We can't see minute details. We can see the red spot. We know it's the eye of a storm, a giant, massive storm on Jupiter, but we can't see like the individual. Like, do you mean look like? At a cloud are, you, are you talking? Plus. Are you talking like boots on the ground? See it? I mean, maybe not necessarily boots, but 
Physically on the ground, yeah. Okay. Or in the atmosphere, I'd like to see von Neumann probes someday, honestly. Actually, could you go into those? Just, just a little bit. Yeah, uh, real simply, a von Neumann probe is just a self-replicating probe. It has... Uh, people used to think that... Uh, people weren't sure science, science, sci-fi movies would make up um, reasons as to how... Things we're able to replicate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now with 3D printing, we have an answer. We can make 3D printers. If we can make a 3D printer that could print on the atomic level, we could make anything. So a von Neumann probe is essentially a highly sophisticated uh, ship, spaceship, that can make more of itself. So it can, it, it can, it it has an AI inside of it that can control drones uh, of multiple sizes mm-hmm. to do various different tasks, and they have they have little computers in them that that he can basically set. You do this. This is your task. You uh, you go to this place, get this mineral, <laughs> come back. Yeah. You know. So on and so forth. We could. It would be dope, right? No, I'm just thinking of something funny right now. What's okay. that? Do you watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the episode where Rick is talking to the rope, the little butter robot? Yes. The butter robot asks him, "What is my purpose?" And Rick, it's fucking Rick. You serve butter. Yeah. That's all you do. Yes. Uh, like wow. that, except that robot was sad about it. These robots don't have emotions, so they will just say, "Okay, that is my duty." Basically, they don't. They can't yeah. talk. Essentially, I mean, essentially, there's an AI that can control drones to do various tasks to build another one of itself. Ah, dude. But do you think about the ethics of robots? Do you consider them? You know? Do you consider them? If like, it if it can think, what am I? Uh, and it can feel emotion, or at least. Yeah, no, feel emotion. You can tell like, if something's feeling if, emotion. There's, you can tell the difference between a simulated emotion and an actual emotion. Like, like self-aware, right? Yes. If it's self-aware, it's alive. It's, uh-huh. It deserves it deserves rights. Uh, sure, that's terrifying, but you know. Oh wait, so you so you're looking on the side that if a robot if a robot is self-aware. It deserves the same privileges as humans. Well, what if, what if you think, yes, but what if you think about it this way? What if the robot is only sentient because it has been programmed with the neural pathways of a living person? I'm Which, buying it. So, essentially, when you pass away, they scan your brain to the atomic level. They uh, map it out in a way that they can set it up as algorithms to run exactly the way that your brain ran with your thoughts, your memories, everything. Uh, and they put you into a computer uh, that can now think and move and control these things. Not necessarily an Android, obviously that's a long way off, but uh, to, for starters, just a computer. You could, have, you could have a simple robot that can rotate, has clamper arms and like a face-like structure. Uh, <coughs> I mean, we have that Amy robot or whatever her name is, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. I think I think she's very close to being a real person. Almost almost too close. Like are you scared about it? I'm kind of scared about it. No, I find her sense of humor good. She has a good sense of humor. Hmm. You can uh she's very dry. But she definitely has emotions and thoughts. I don't know. She obviously she only thinks when she's turned on. So wait, when she's turned on. Well, yeah, I don't. I'm pretty oh, sure. She's oh, like on. like flip the switch, flip the switch. I'm pretty sure she's not on all the time. Not like sitting there talking to herself in the box, like being shipped places. I mean, if she did that, if she did that long enough, she would really drive herself insane. Possibly, yeah, it could. That's a that's a. Wait, can can AIs get insane? Can they drive themselves to insanity? I assume so. Yeah, if uh, if an AI is self aware and uh, imagine it'd be like a human. Uh-huh. brain you put them in isolation and an ai can think faster than a human can an ai can slow down its thought process and speak on a femtosecond level they can have multiple conversations in less than femtosecond you know what i mean yeah like in in such a quicker amount of time they could so they, they could think of all these things so yeah a year for them could be a minute for us or an hour for us or however you want to do it but like that much time isolated by yourself with only your own thoughts, no connection to the outside world, knowing that there is an outside no. world. No, because here's here's where I bring my dog in the fight because like what if what if it's what if it's something of an introverted AI? What if it prefers being by itself? Like, you know, can they not enjoy being by themselves? I got a book series for you then. It's called The Bobiverse. It's about a guy who's sort of an introvert and he becomes a a von Neumann probe. Um, he wait, wait, wait. This is th- this guy a human? Was no, w- was yes. So he was a human, and he died. They scanned his brain and put him into a robot, like two hundred years later. Mm-hmm. But does he? He knows that he's a robot, right? Uh, it took a while. They had to talk to him. They had to rehabilitate him. Basically, be like, "Hey, this is what's going on." Uh, you know, it's been this long. Uh, how are you feeling? Talk to me. And to read the book. It, I feel like... I feel like the books are probably the closest we... If we ever get to that point of technology, the books probably hit it on the head. At least with the idea of how it like the mechanics of it obviously there's still the science to work out if we ever work it out which we probably won't <clears throat> do you want to get back to jupiter dang i mean i because i was thinking of talking about i was thinking about talking about something else trippy okay you know like space is trippy we all know that but tell me yes or no do you know do you know what else is trippy I mean, you're holding it. What else is trippy? Smoking weed. Oh, this guy knows. This guy knows it. <laughs> I mean, Justin, like... I can't talk when the mic's up. What does that mean? Oh, well, sorry. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we're at 20 minutes right now? All right. We'll do 20. <sighs> I need it, too. Huh? 
because this all this can be cut. It could, but I kind of want to just do it in like one in one go. Your choice. Your like choice. like package it. I'm just offering my services. It's your all choice. right. Ah, uh, well, yeah, that kind of changes. Wait a minute. What about what happened to that? It went out. Did we just stop smoking it? Yeah. Really? Yep. We got so stoned we forgot to smoke. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. And give some advertising for for this joint of ours that we are smoking. So we are smoking. We are smoking tarantula by Ganja Gold. And then a, a cool thing about this joint is that you know this was like some top shelf stuff. It's not cheap. So you know, like it comes how it comes. But anyways, the the joint, the joint has an outer layer of keef on top of it. And you know, like and oil. Keef and oil. It's dipped. It's dipped in oil and then dipped in keef. Dude, <laughs> that's. Oh my god. I'm trying to think of the food that has like the same idea. That like you dip it. Or, or I th- maybe it's ice cream. Like like a caramel apple? Yes. You dip it in caramel and then you dip it in like chunks. Exactly. Exactly. Peanuts, walnuts. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, you dip it in nuts. I don't like nuts. I usually don't dip it. Oh, you don't like nuts? Nope. Dude. I like pistachios. And I'm starting to like peanuts. Uh... What is well, there's another nut I had cashews I had a cashew recently those are really good uh, I don't like almonds I don't like well, walnuts you don't like almonds but do you like almond milk no God no no nope I'm sorry uh, I'm all for a vegan diet but there's no there's no reason we can't drink the milk of the cow I I grew up on a dairy farm or near a dairy farm. I've had milk straight from the cow. The cows were treated very nicely. They lived out in the farms, and I understand that not all of them are. Let's let's probably not get into this topic. I get that there okay. are bad places, and those places should be shut down. But then, then we should start buying our milk from farmers who treat their cows right. Right. <clears throat> but I mean, I'm not arguing in like you know an ideological sense, you know, because I'm just saying like. The consist the consi- like no, but the consistency of it—it's really smooth, isn't it? It's thicker than milk. It's like a cream almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's like yeah, it's like creamer. It's like drinking creamer, which I have. I mean, we all have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Answer me this: Where? Yeah. Where was the last place you drank creamer? A restaurant none of you have ever heard of. Really? Guaranteed. What's the name? Sherry's. Not Shannon's? Nope. Shannon's don't serve food, do they? No, I'm lying. It wasn't Sherry's. It was Spiffy's, which you also probably haven't heard of. Wait a minute. Is that is that by the traffic circle? Nope. Oh, no, that's Polly's. That's Polly's over there. Wow. Hold on. Well, I mean, yeah, closing out right now. Any last things you got to say, Justin? Space is awesome. Do research. Um, Look out into the stars. That's our future.
That that really is. Now, when I think of space, I think of Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's funny. I think of Carl Sagan. Oh. Eh. Nah, that's that's probably because we were born in different times. Exactly. I bet you've never seen the documentary Pale Blue Dot. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. You should watch it. It's good. All of you should watch it. It's uh, by Carl Sagan. Okay, so the Pale Blue Dot. Pale Blue Tot by Carl Sagan. And then, what was the name of that uh, of that one book you were talking about earlier? Uh, it's a series. It's a trilogy of books. It's called Bobiverse. It's written by... Bobiverse? Yes. It's written by Dennis E. Taylor, one of my favorite authors. Phenomenal dude. Follow right. him on Twitter. Is is it all is it all one word, Bobiverse? Yes. Oh, it is. Like, like, like universe, but drop out the U-N and replace it with Bob. Because their name is Robert, and they go by Bob. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, they all make their own name. You, read the book. That's, that's good. That, that's some trippy shit. It is some trippy yeah. shit. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna finish this joint. I'm gonna read that book, and I'll get back to you for the next episode. We'll catch you later. Later, Aid.